It's a little Sharuki in that way. A little, a little. We're all a little bit Sharuki. <laughs> <laughs> we could just write an ode to Sharuki. Yeah. Eyebrow. Ode to eyebrows. everyone and welcome to Two White Girls Talk Bollywood. I'm Kim and I'm Katie and we're here to talk about singing and dancing and Bollywood boys. We are. And crying. And crying and neglected children and yeah a lot to unpack there. The flat-out child abuse not great. There's some pretty extreme body shaming Body shaming and some questionable racial profiling. So we're going to talk about all of that. I still think that it's majority good. It is a film from 2003, I think. So uh, there's that. But yeah, should we start with a recap of the, the official synopsis? Yes, absolutely. I'm reading from IMDb, which says... Nena, an introverted, perpetually depressed girl's life, changes when she meets Aman. But Aman has a secret of his own, which changes their lives forever. Embroiled in all this is Rohit, Nena's best friend, who conceals his love for her. The fact that they say that Nena is perpetually depressed. Yeah, what, what's that about? That's not how she strikes me. Exactly. And it seems like they're just like... Oh, a person who's feeling responsibility and is sad about the death of a parent must be depressed and we need to fix them. That and a person who doesn't have time for romance must be depressed. Yeah. And I disagree with both of those. I also disagree. <laughs> we'll move on to Netflix where Netflix very wisely did not include that. It just says an, um, uh, an uptight MBA student falls for the charismatic new neighbor who charms her troubled family, but he has a secret that forces him to push her away. Truth. That really does sum it up so to speak (laughs) yeah it kind of leaves out a lot of manipulation but we'll get into that before we dive into the plot we should maybe mention our stars yeah for this week Mm -hmm. we've got of course the wonderful Rukh khan as aman we have safe ali khan as rohit we have preeti zinta as nena we also can't not mention jaya bakshan who plays jenny Nana's mom and lots of other I mean there this is a very ensemble kind of a film so we've got a lot of other great people stepping in and playing supporting and important roles but you know those are the the big four <laughs> yeah also wanted to note it's written by Karan Johar who yes. is a big name that we will talk about I'm sure lots of times yep he um, comes up a lot <laughs> yes and choreography was our girl Farah. We'd love to see Farah's name cropping up. Um, she did a great job with the choreography on this one. Uh, I have no notes. <laughs> yeah, only good ones. So <laughs> yes, exactly. We open up and what I love about this, just right off the bat, opening up like any other early 2000s rom-com that's like shot in the US, uh-huh. just cityscape of New York and like with bright colors behind everyone's name and there's like really fun, upbeat music. And then you hear a voiceover and it is the voice of Nana Kapoor who is introducing the audience to the busyness of New York. She's explaining how every other person in New York is Indian. And maybe, I, I think... <laughs> I've never tried to notice, but maybe. (laughs) But I'm not going to dispute that because I don't have the facts. But then she's like, and that's me. And then you see this woman jogging through the streets in khakis, like khaki yoga pants. Every time I think she's jogging in khakis, like it really looks like that. And then later there's a scene where she's wearing some pants that they may be the exact same pants, but she's not jogging in them. So who knows? (laughs) But I noted that too, that it does, it feels so early 2000s rom-com and especially the moment where she's like oh by the way that's me yes (laughs) it's it's so good and later on there's a little bit like sex in the city vibes where people are just facing the camera and are almost like they're doing an interview and I'm just like god this is is so 2003 and I am here for it (laughs) 
Um, <laughs> Which was 20 years ago, two full oh, decades ago. Oh my gosh, it was. Wow. Well, there you go. Time flies. Um, but yeah, so Nina's jogging through the street. She's explaining how busy New York is. And then she stops by the Hudson River and she's like, New York teaches me responsibility, but it doesn't, there's no time for love. It can't teach you about love, but it does remind me of my dad. And we find out that her father has died. And this is a big part of the film. Mm -hmm. She returns home from her jog. She comes in and encounters her mother, Jennifer, lovely lady. Um, But Jennifer is like looking at her bills and just crying. And she's like, Nana, where were you? And Nana was like, Central Park. And Nana's also crying. Just already setting the scene for a very sad family. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Um, And then enter, like, Grandma. Grandma is trying to marry Nana off, specifically to a Punjabi man. And Nana's very resistant because she's doing an MBA program through the University of New York. So... That's not NYU, though. It's the off-brand NYU. (laughs) It's off-brand NYU. But then we find out Grandma gets together every morning with her two friends and just sings badly at 8 a.m. And everyone on the block has, like, earmuffs to protect them against that. And they are singing to praise uh, Saraswati, the Hindu goddess of knowledge, music, arts, science, and technology. She covers a lot of bases. That is awesome. I love to see a woman who evolves with the times. Yes, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Knowledge, music, arts, science, and technology. Yeah, we'll just keep adding it on. It'll be like the metaverse. (laughs) Exactly. Adding on to her responsibilities, hopefully compensating her accordingly. Yes. I do think this is very interesting, though, because... Yeah, Grandma is and her friends are worshipping this goddess, but then Jennifer has a shrine to Jesus, like, on the opposite yes. wall, and is, I believe, part of the reason that Grandma hates her daughter-in-law. This grandmother is the mother of Jennifer's husband, who has passed. So we learn that Nina has two siblings. She has a brother named Shiv, who has some sort of illness that's never really explained, but he walks with crutches, um, and he cannot play basketball and that makes him sad. And then Gia, who's this sweet little girl who is adopted. And it turns out Grandma loves Shiv, hates Gia. Like, hates her. Gia. Like, not just, like, I like Gia less than Shiv, hates yeah, like, Gia. Yeah, literally we'll just say, I hate her. She is such a burden, yep. and she's the worst part of our family. <laughs> and she seems like a precious little she's child. Adorable. She is adorable. Yeah. And we never see her do anything no, wrong throughout the entirety like of the a film. Sweet, sweetie. So get over it, Grandma. Grandma sucks is what we're learning. <laughs> Grandma it's does fine. suck. Um, so Nana's just like, oh, my God, my mom and my grandma are fighting. This is too much. I'm going to head off to class. And so they, they do take the ferry every day over to the main island. Um, she meets up with her best friend, Sweet Tooth, at the coffee shop. And this is the one and only time I'm going to mention this because I don't want to give body shaming any sort of airtime beyond acknowledging that Mm -hmm. it is very present in this film. Mm -hmm. You know, Sweet Two is very curvy. They literally introduce her with Nana's voiceover saying, yeah, Sweet Two has two things wrong with her. One, the weight she can't lose. And then two, the fact that she doesn't seem to regret it. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. This woman's happy with who she is and her body. Like, yeah, I'm sorry that you're offended by this woman's, by the physical space this woman takes up. Like, it's just so very unpleasant. And I put in my notes here. Can we just say right out the gate, Sweetu does not need to lose any weight. No. If she wanted to lose weight, that's her choice. She does not want to. Nobody should want that for her. Yeah. And it's stupid how many times it comes up. Yep. We're not going to give air time to those comments. No. Nope. Because Sweet Two doesn't let them get her down, and so we're not going to add to it. But so they are walking through, I guess, the ferry depot. I was like, it's not a ferry station. What do I call this? Ferry depot sounds very Official? correct. <laughs> okay, great. Um, talking about boys and dating, because Sweet Two is all about the boys and the blind dates and the marriage. And she's like, Nana, you're so weird. Why aren't you into this? And then a stranger walks by and spills Nana's coffee on her shirt. Sweet Two is helping Nana. They're like, oh my God. She's helping her clean the coffee off her shirt. And then she just sees this boy (laughs) rapping and singing to himself. I forget what he says, but he's like, He says, I wrote it down. He says, look at me. I'm out of control. (laughs) (laughs) 
And I went back and I watched it like 17 times. I was crying laughing. <laughs> well, and I also just love that, yeah, Sweet Tooth's like, there he is. That's my man right That's there. That's my guy. <laughs> That's what does it for Sweet Tooth. <laughs> I've never met him before, but I want to. So evidently, Sweet Tooth goes off and does her own thing because Nana goes to meet her friend Rohit, who also, or Rohit, who also is in night classes with her. Enter Rohit in a freeze frame. Also very early 2000s. Yes. <laughs> and I love it. And really, it hit me this time. Like, Saif Ali Khan is really cute. <laughs> like, super cute. I don't think I ever noticed before how long his eyelashes are. Yeah, he's got beautiful, yeah, beautiful yeah. eyelashes. Mm -hmm. And just a nice smile. And yeah. like, no, I was a little bit like, oh, I'm <laughs> sorry I didn't know you before. a little smitten for Saif Ali Khan there. <laughs> yeah. So now I'm like, well, okay, I would like to add some early Saif Ali Khan films to the docket for this That's podcast. Great, great that is choice. my request. But yeah, so we just learned some quick things about Rohit. He's really rich. <laughs> um, yep. He's Gujarati, so not Punjabi. He works in advertising and he is a ladies' man. And as the voiceover song will tell you, any girl will do. I love, I had totally forgotten about the little themes that some characters have. Yeah. It's like the, hey girl, any girl will do. <laughs> yeah. And then also sometimes they're just like, wrong house. <laughs> they really help with, you know, understanding what's happening in the movie if it's not clear enough for anyone. <laughs> yes. So anyway, yeah, Rohit and Nana are chatting. They go to class. They sit down and Rohit says that Nana isn't like the other girls in New York. He says, you're not hot, you're not beautiful, and you always have time for me. <laughs> and it's like, wow, thanks, Rohit. It's just so rude. <laughs> Those are all, all the words I've always wanted someone to say to me. Yeah. There is a pretty woman who comes in that he clocks and he's like, I'm going to ask her out. <clears throat> he tries to get her to sit in the seat behind him, which is empty. She thinks she sits down, but she actually gives that seat to an older white woman. Mm -hmm. um, he accidentally passes a note to her saying, like, dinner tonight, nine? And she writes back, yes. And he turns around and he's like, oh, my God, this is not <laughs> who I wanted to ask out. As this is happening, Nana is like, you know, I didn't like Rohit when I first met him, but he's actually become my best friend because fundamentally he's a nice guy. And she's like, how do I know this? because he went on the date anyway. Yeah, and so sweet. This is my, I would be that white lady. Yeah, you know, if you if we aged you up 40 or 50 years, you could easily have been that white lady. Yeah, sure. and like going out with like a cute young guy, yeah. drinking a whole glass of wine in like one I, gulp. Very impressive. And I also just wrote down like respect to this older woman going out for dinner at 9 p.m., yes. which is when <laughs> I bed get time. in bed. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. So after class, Nana comes home. Um, Grandma's getting into another fight with Jennifer. And in the middle of this fight, we also learn that Nana's father didn't just die. He died by suicide. Mm -hmm. But so after this really big blow-up fight, Jennifer comforts the children and tells them that if they pray to Jesus, an angel will come and solve all of their suffering and problems. And mm -hmm. again, I don't think I'd fully clock just how religious, like how Christian. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of Jesus was. in here. There's a lot of Jesus. Um, <laughs> And so they cue this majestic music and then the shot of a man sailing across the Hudson. And we see that this unknown man is the one who spilled the coffee on Nana as he was trying to pass her. And then he turns and he gives a little smile. And it is Shah Rukh Khan playing the part of Aman, who we will, we will learn his name later. But what I love is he goes back to his mom, who he also arrived with, gets a little napkin and comes back to the girls to try to help and then just listens in on their conversation mm -hmm. and they don't notice he's standing there. My note that I wrote here upon his entrance was that I live and die by the tilt of SRK's eyebrows. <laughs> oh, you know what? Yeah. His eyebrows deserve all of the awards. <laughs> <laughs> Real good. Yeah, they kind of have a mind of their own. It's they so really good. do. Then it's the next day. Shiv gets called a bad name. I won't say it because we're clean on this podcast. And then the unknown man comes over from across the street. He's hanging with the kids, Gia and Shiv. He introduces himself as Aman, and they have a really cute back and forth. He's literally already charming everyone he meets. Yes, yeah. 
Then he spots Nana in the window and gestures for her to take her glasses off. Mm-hmm. A la, she's all that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, clearly you're not pretty if you wear glasses. Like, ew. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know what Katie and I look like, we're both wearing glasses. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Yeah, so... uh, Hideous, we're hideous. I take offense to that. Um, But then we launch into the first song of the movie. Oh, yes. Pretty Woman, Mm -hmm. which in watching this movie, I realized every single song is so good. Yeah, it's it really does have some great tunes to it. Yeah, and like even the slow ones, like I just realized there's not a song here that I'm not into. Any of these songs could have been a favorite if there weren't so many good ones. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Half of the notes I took on this movie do relate to the outfits that Amon wears. Um, and how I That's feel. fine. I have several of those myself. <laughs> Wonderful. I wonder if some of them will be the same. I'm sure they but will. I, I do love, he's wearing like bright orange, like cargo pants. Uh-huh. Uh, and then a white shirt that has like the lace up tie on the collar. Yeah, there's, I think Saif Ali Khan wears a shirt he later that has... He wears several, yeah. several tie <laughs> shirts. Yes, I also um, blocked that. Everybody in this dance number is wearing excellent clothing. This is what I hope the rest of the world thinks America looks like. <laughs> yes, just it's a giant just American like, flag. Like, all the diversity of, yeah. you know, of people dancing in the streets joyfully together in front of the American flag. I, I hope that that's what, uh, you know, and, how the rest of the world sees us. I know it's not, but I wish yeah. it was. <laughs> anyway, after the, the song ends, everyone is charmed except Nana, who is, like, very against this new guy. And Aman is talking to Jennifer, and he's super flirty, and then he just fully invites himself over for dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what He's you do coming. when you have a new neighbor. I'm coming over for dinner. I'll be there yep. at 7. So, yeah, there's there's a dinner party. A lot is happening. Like, Sweet Tooth's going on a blind date. Nana invites Rohit over. Grandma calls a matchmaker. We're not going to get into the details of all of that. But <laughs> It's I, like a French farce. <laughs> yes. Aman, so cute and lovable like he's wearing an apron nana comes home from the grocery store he opens the door and he's just like jenny jenny nana's home close the door darling and then he takes the (laughs) like the bags from her and he's just like irritated with her and she's like why are you in my house yeah (laughs) he's like telling jennifer how to like cook indian food he's Mm -hmm. getting all up in their like business account books um He's just making himself right at home. He's all over the place, but it's it, he really is so quick and funny and yes. clever. I really love it so much. Again, it's what made me fall in love with him. Yeah, me too. After dinner, Amon tells Nana, like, they're having a conversation, and he's like, you seem sad, and you have such a lovely smile. Like, I really encourage you to smile more and be grateful for what you have in your life, because a lot of people don't even have what you have. Um, and then he says, Kahonaho, or tomorrow may never come. And we forgot to mention that that was the translation of Kahonaho. And I was reflecting on how nicely that title pairs with our last title, Zindigina Mulegi Dobara Kahonaho. Yes. So, so on, the next day, um, Nana and Sweetie are taking the ferry into the city. And then they find out that Amon is right behind them because he is meeting up with a woman named Priya. And what I love is that he then comes around to join them on the bench. And he's just like, move your butt, move your butt. Which <laughs> I wrote that down too. He's just he's like, like slapping her. her on the butt. <laughs> and then who else is on this boat but the rapping boy who had been at the ferry depot that Sweet Two has the hots for. Um, so we learned that this, this rapping guy's name is Frankie. He's a DJ at Club Nirvana. And he invites them all to come see him. So they go to the club. Nana gets so irritated by Amon because she's like still kind of hates him that she decides to take like four shots. Takes off her hoodie, takes off her glasses. And it's the time to disco starts. It really is the time to disco. It really is. Yeah. And as Nana's kind of like doing her thing, Amon is cheering her on. And I just love, because Rohit's like, oh my God, she's getting naked because she took off her hoodie. And Amon is like, everyone in here is naked. And he's like, go Nana, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. I We need to emphasize the shirts in this whole sequence. Yes. 
Amon's shirt is like I yeah, I always it's like the I repress the early two thousands like our clothes should look wrinkled yes. trend, but he's rocking that. He's it's like his shirt looks like it was wetted and then tied in knots yeah. and then dried. So good. With a choker. Yes. And then Rohit is wearing like golden hued like leather and then we find he takes off his jacket and he's wearing what looks to me like an ill-fitting woman's tank top with like a red face on it um yeah it's real tight and also frankie's outfit is great he's wearing a leather vest that says disco across the front so a little foreshadowing there before the number and i did want to just do a quick shout out to frankie Okay. who is played by a man named uh, Deepesh Bhatt, um, who is now a personal trainer yeah. to um, the likes of Ranbir Kapoor, <gasps> who we love, um, Amir Khan, and Jacqueline Fernandez. So oh, all... we'll talk about Jacqueline Fernandez. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, all people who, like, we have, not just do we like these people, but we have admired their physique in the past. Yeah. And there. So, clearly, he, he made this transition from being a, a, an actor, <laughs> an actor that I'm going to put in quotes, to being a personal trainer. And he is very, very good at that job. That's great. Well, yeah. If, if he is the personal trainer of Ranbir Kapoor, I know you haven't seen Ramastra yet. Um but when you do, well done, Frankie. <laughs> I look forward to it. <laughs> but anywho. So then, yeah, they have a great time at the club, but both Nina and Rohit drink a lot and they actually pass out on the dance floor. Yep. So Amon has to get them home. Nina starts drunkenly crying because she's thinking about like her dad. And what's so sweet, because Amon is standing in between them and he's holding both their hands. Mm-hmm. And Rohit looks at Amon and kind of like gestures to Nina and Amon nods. And so then Rohit, having gotten permission, drops Amon's hand and goes over and comforts uh-huh. Nina. And it's, it's so sweet. He says that her, his day isn't complete without seeing her, which is just mm-hmm. really cute and the start of something, maybe. I also want to mention how Amon and Rohit become best friends, like, immediately <laughs> oh, like, immediately their friendship is cemented in the first moments <laughs> yes so th- that's a good segue into the next scene where they wake up cuddling Rohit's housekeeper is super homophobic and so again I don't really want to give her any airtime beyond just saying she's homophobic she walks in and she's like oh my god there's the man with Rohit in the bed and mm-hmm. she's upset about it and I'm kind of like whatever lady we're not going to pay attention to you for the rest of the film so then Amon moves on he goes to church because again this this family is Christian they go to church and he is wearing a blue hoodie that I love (laughs) like he wears lavender later he Mm -hmm. wears a lot of like pastels looks good and he does a lot like he's wearing like a lot of zip-up hoodies yep that are unzipped very far and Mm -hmm. not wearing a shirt underneath them yes (laughs) i noticed that as well a lot of a lot of clavicle in this film (laughs) a lot of clavicle and neck parts yes um anywho uh, and so then from this we kind of get a montage of amon making everything better like Mm -hmm. he has helped the relationships within this household he kind of even starts to like set up the grandma with his uncle yeah so there's a blossoming romance there and then we see amon is out with priya this woman that we don't know much about and she says that she needs more time for what? We don't know. Mm-hmm. But so then later, Nana and Aman are, are hanging out, and she asks him why he helped them, and he says it was the pain in her mother's eyes, and that he can't stand a mother's pain. Ugh. Yeah, his mom is also watching this from the other room, and she's crying because he's like, oh, look, I bet my mom's crying, <laughs> and she was. His um, mom, I'd love for her to be my mom. I mean, I love my mom, too, <laughs> but I would love this mom, too. <laughs> Maybe another mom. Kind of how I'm like, you know what? Hugh Jackman could be my dad. <laughs> Not instead of my father, but in addition. In addition to, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, <just> a, <laughs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so as they're having this conversation, Amon takes off Nana's glasses and looks into her eyes and says her name. And you could just see, like, she's swooned. It's all over she's from like, there. There it is. I love him. And I'm like, yeah, I would too. That's all so. it takes. And, and she's suddenly smiling and laughing, and it's like a whole thing. And Rohit, 
you know, a day or two later, asks why she's in such a good mood, and she alludes to first hating someone and then liking them, mm-hmm. and then flounces away. It's one of those things that you don't want to be cryptic about. <laughs> no, and, like, this happened in Om Shanti Om, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Rohit's like, oh, well, great. You know, because he also didn't like Nada at first and then kind of gradually grew to like her. So he is he is up for this. Mm-hmm. And then enter Kuchu Huahe, mm-hmm. uh, which is so good. So good. Really good song that, again, I had completely forgotten about. A lot of and it's, really adorable yeah. moments in this. And I do, again, a, a favorite line here of Frankie's. Frankie might be my favorite character in the movie. I don't know. <laughs> but everybody's saying what love is to them. Pyar, which means yeah. love. And and Frankie just says, Pyar, Pyar is to chill. <laughs> yes. So yeah, this song is just, it's full of light and love and just all these different couples kissing. Including is, two men. Yep, including two men. But yeah, so Rohit, again, believes that Nana loves him. Having chewed over that, he's like, great, well, I love her too. So he invites her to dinner because she also says she has something to tell him. Mm-hmm. So he's like, great, romantic dinner. There's roses. There's music. Nana bought a new red dress. Mm-hmm. Rohit bought a new red tie because red's the color of love. And Nana blurts out that she loves Aman. And Rohit's response is to give her two thumbs up. Uh-huh. Yeah, and so he gives her the roses and says, you should go tell him. You should give him these. And she's like, oh, thanks. I love you. And he just stares forlornly after her and says, I love you too. Yeah. Yeah, and so Nana's all bubbly and happy and very excited on her way to Amman as she's on the ferry. Then she gets caught in the rain outside of his house. Um, So he lets her in. He does a really cute toweling off her hair. And then as Nana is like, getting up the confidence to say it, she finds a picture that we did see earlier in the movie of Amon with Priya. And she asks, who is this? And he says, oh, yeah, that's my wife. <gasps> yeah. And so Nana is like, oh, my God, the man I love is married. She's heartbroken. She leaves. And he's like, oh, well, what about the roses? And she's like, well, they're not for you. They're for your uncle. And as she leaves, Amon starts crying. His mom comes and talks to him. She's like, you love her. And he's like, yeah, but I don't know what to do. Because what his heart feels is very strong, but the heart itself is very weak. Mm-hmm. And we learn that Priya is his doctor, and Amon is definitely dying. Yep. Um, I was just going to say, he definitely has cancer. <laughs> He doesn't. <laughs> I just. <laughs> uh, I don't know why that's so funny, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> doesn't have cancer, but does have a heart condition. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's like, Mom, I need you. I need you here with me. Like, we can't let on that I love Nana. You got this? And she's like, Yes, I can hide my tears and my pain, but can you hide your love? And he says no, but it's not his love anymore. It belongs somewhere else because he has a plan. Mm-hmm. So everyone's sad. This is intermission. <laughs> yep. Um, Rohit's love is unrequited. Nana believes that the object of her affection is married, and then Amon cannot be with the woman he loves. Mm-hmm. But amongst all of this, the grandma and the uncle do fall in love which is adorable which is adorable even though we don't really like grandma we support her finding love yes exactly i'm like love belongs to everyone so rohit's dad invites him back to their like mansion (laughs) and his parents tell him that they have a girl for him to marry enter this beautiful woman named camilla who is wearing a like buckle necklace oh yeah she wears a lot of very thick chokers <laughs> yes but this is literally like the the, the width of a belt yeah <laughs> but so as we're seeing these dates between rohit and camilla we get the she wants your money yep. <laughs> camilla's little theme song <laughs> yeah and camilla's outfits are all color coordinated to her bag and so her drink has, and her drink yeah they end up going out to dinner and like, as they're walking in, she looks at the maitre d' and is like, you know what to do, and gives him a ring off of her finger. <laughs> and as Rohit's just, like, drinking champagne to get through this dinner, 
Camilla drains her glass and the ring was in it, yep. which again, I just don't recommend as a proposal method no. in general. It's going to be so sticky. <laughs> it's going to be sticky. It's like you can choke on that. I mean, sure, it's not going to restrict your airway because it's a hole, but, but it's, it's not, not going to be feel pleasant. Good. And like, that's yeah. a big diamond. Yeah. That's going to scratch you up. Yeah. <laughs> Just for anyone yeah. out there planning to propose in this way, uh, we recommend thinking twice. <laughs> yeah, two thumbs down. Yeah. But so then she screams and is like, oh my god, yes! And Rohit literally, this is not a Zindagi situation. Like, he was literally looking in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's just very bewildered, but she's like, great, we're getting married. As this is happening, Aman, like, busts her. Aman overhears Camilla talking to her mother and it's like, yeah, I did it. Rohit is like hiding in the bathroom. Aman bursts in. And this is when I noted the green hoodie that is just like fully off his shoulder. His like, whole shoulder is out. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, I'm trying to read the subtitles. <laughs> but it's very but distracting. Very distracted. There's just, this is perhaps more alluring than the typical deep V. Yes, yes. It leaves more to the imagination. No, it leaves less yeah. to the imagination. But <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 kind of reminds me of how in like olden days men would be like, oh, I saw her ankles. Yes. <laughs> oh no, I saw his shoulder. <laughs> but like the inside of the shoulder that's close to the yeah. neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Rohit goes back to the table and he tells Camilla like, "Wow, I'm so excited. We're engaged. I actually have this plan to leave all of my family's money behind." And just like that, that is the end of her. She's like, "Oh, I'm not interested in you if you don't have your money." Genius. Um, so Camilla's gone. Aman and Rohit after this are talking about all of Nina's lovable qualities, and it's really cute Aww. because they're just taking turns. And Rohit definitely thinks that Aman is just kind of agreeing with him or sure. adding things for his benefit. He promises Rohit that he can make Nana fall in love with him in six days. Mm -hmm. So then they do this really fun, like, you know, day one, day two. Mm -hmm. I love that, time. like, all the people kind of in the scene looking at the camera saying, day one, day two. Good, yes. Yeah, good little moments. And they do the thing where Amon tells Rohit what to do through, again, a very fancy Bluetooth. Oh, yeah. It's humongous. <laughs> which is even older than the one that was in Om Shanti. Yeah, because we are, we're going back in time that. here. And so they, he does everything Amon tells him to. And it's very funny because like Amon can't even see him, but he's telling him like how to walk. And yeah. again, it's like you said, it's like the really quick-witted, just like snappy. It's all very delightful. Funny. He's sort of mirroring the actions he's telling Rohit to do, but he's doing it with this, this white woman. <laughs> I had the, she was also going to, I, I thought about making her my, I could be that white yep. lady because. And I mean, you know, it's not questionable consent things happening here, yeah. but that aside, it's still very funny. And she does slap him. It's very, it's a very light slap, but it's very funny. And I would love to be the white lady who gets canoodled by, uh, by Aman and yeah. then slaps him. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he like literally, he just rubs his whole face. Yeah. Against her neck. <laughs> white people acting in Bollywood movies are always the worst actors you will ever see on screen. It's truly <laughs> shocking. Um, yeah. And that is the case for all of the white people that we see in this movie, with the exception of the older woman yeah, the older who goes woman out to dinner. Was she was she was top notch. <laughs> yeah, but like the white dancers in the club. Yeah. Where she's just like, what? What are you doing? Yeah, why was she British? Also, they're, never, they're never American. <laughs> And so the next day, Nana confronts Rohit about it, and he takes the opportunity to say that he wants to be more than friends. He's tired of being friends with her. Can she just, like, think about it? Mm -hmm. He then says that he wants to take salsa lessons with her. The salsa does it. The language of love. I feel mm -hmm. like that is really when she starts to think, okay, I maybe have feelings for him. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, as they're salsa dancing, we see Aman standing in front of stained glass windows, looking like a literal angel, mm -hmm. sent from above, watching them fall in love. And then we get the title track, Kohona Ho, mm -hmm. in which he's kind of just like sadly posing around the city. Wearing <laughs> singing clogs. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. Wearing strappy slingback clogs. <laughs> They could have just made him barefoot. I know. Why did they leave those on his feet? <laughs> they put him in sneakers? I don't know. Um, 
But the most heartbreaking part of this song, I think, is that Amon imagines himself in Rohit's place. Yeah. So, like, oh literally. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Imagining himself in Rohit's life and, like, sitting next to Nana during class um, and all of this. And we also see his condi- condition continue to worsen throughout mm-hmm. the course of this song. After, like, all of this is happening, it feels like Rohit and Nana are solidly in love. Amon's plan has been completed. Rohit goes to visit Amon to thank him for helping with Nana. And he is just like, oh, man, it totally worked. You said six days, and it was six days. Whoa. And Nana also came over to say hi to Amon, so she is overhearing everything. Amon tries to get Rohit to shut up. It does not work. And so she, like, runs out. And so Rohit and Amon chase her again to the ferry depot. Yeah, lots of stuff unfolds in the ferry depot. (laughs) A lot of stuff. And Rohit confesses his love, but Nina accuses both of them of breaking her heart and hurting her. And she also accuses Amon of, I mean, basically, yeah, being manipulative. Mm -hmm. She's like, I didn't ask for you to do this. You just took it upon yourself to push us together. And now she feels like she's lost Rohit as a friend at this point. She's marching away, and Amon grabs Rohit's diary. Oh, God. And Amon reads maybe a sentence or two from the diary, uh, which does stop Nana in her tracks. And then he turns it, and we see that the next page is completely blank. Mm -hmm. And so then Amon is just speaking from the heart. And this, I actually had a really hard time reading the subtitles. Yeah. Because I couldn't look away. Yeah. This acting is just, oh, it's so good. Kiss, yeah, it's so good, and it is enough for Nana to come back and be like, "Wow, Rohit, I never knew you felt this way about me." You can see Rohit throughout this, like he knows, he knows, he knows. The idea of Rohit, like seeing this man seducing this woman on his behalf but doing it better than he ever could and also kind of clearly in love with her himself like it just yeah it's it's very complicated <laughs> it is it is yeah and then we see Nana and Jennifer are in their like favorite spot by the Hudson River and they have a conversation and Jennifer tells her that you know sure you don't love him now but Rohit's a good man and if you don't choose him that's like the decision of a girl and then tomorrow you'll have the regret of a woman it's a great line it's a great line and I just like that like this is just some sage advice from mama Mm -hmm. because again the man you love cannot love you back so let's kind of move on a little bit Nana and so Nana agrees to meet up with Rohit at an abandoned theater that I guess he rented out um (laughs) and It seems very clear that this is going to be, like, a marriage proposal Mm -hmm. scene. Everyone is in on it. So, like, everyone is there to help her get ready. Yeah, Nana meets Rohit. He gives her some roses and declares that he can be patient and wait until she loves him back. He he says, I know it's going to happen someday, and my love will be enough for both of us in the meantime. Watching it this time through, it's really... I'm really focused on Rohit and like yeah. what is fair to him yeah. in this whole film. And I'm like, he deserves someone who loves him back. He really you know? does. Yeah. But yeah, so he does propose and she says yes. And there's a really fabulous choir of women wearing yeah. gold dresses. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, okay, I like that. <laughs> This This is is a much better way to propose. For those of you who previously were thinking the champagne glass thing, this is what you should do instead. (laughs) I mean, I think I'd still be freaked out even if my partner was like, hey, we're going to go to this abandoned theater. Don't, don't worry. I won't murder you. (laughs) Come alone, though. Yeah. Don't don't bring anyone else. (laughs) As Rohit and Nina's families are meeting, they get into this whole conversation because Rohit's parents ask, Nana, you know, what happened to your father? And grandma says it was a heart attack. And Jennifer's like, no, it wasn't a heart attack. It was suicide. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm done pretending that this was anything that it wasn't. Grandma then kind of goes off. Mm -hmm. To sum it up, she says she'll never accept Gia as her granddaughter and that she is a burden that took away all the happiness of their family and also took away her son. 
so Gia, you know, in the face of all of this, she runs over to Amon, who is like her safe, happy place, and she gets his help. So he shows up and he confronts Grandma. And what we learn is that Gia was the result of an affair that Jennifer's husband, Grandma's son, mm -hmm. had with another woman. Um, that woman was unable to keep Gia or raise her. So Jennifer, as the wife, said, yeah, I will raise this child that you had with another woman. This has a big healing, like it's a band-aid on this <laughs> I won't even say a band-aid, it's stitches. This is gonna heal over, they'll come back. I think, you know, there will be some residual pain. Absolutely, poor Gia. But so yeah, Grandma and Jennifer are suddenly like on good terms. You know, they, they get together, they cry together. Nana joins in on the cry fest and suddenly like Gia's okay. Yep. Um, and we even see that they are mixing their prayers. Yeah. So there we go. I'm like, all right, compromise, y'all. I wrote, Grandma accepts both Gia and Jesus. Yeah. That should be on a t-shirt. <laughs> Gia and Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So then the day of the engagement arrives at Rohit's family's mansion. And then Mahive happens. Oh, Mahive. And, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> a really good bop really good choreography mm -hmm. really good um, outfits really phenomenal outfits like that scarf I mean everyone's got a scarf it's just they are just dancing having a great time and then at the end Amon collapses mm -hmm. uh, so he's like sweaty and he's wheezing he's really not looking good he's rushed to the hospital and Priya his doctor is Paige but she is with her husband at the mall I think he goes home and is hospitalized for a few days. Yeah. And then they contact. Yeah. Also, um, Priya's husband, played by Sanjay Kapoor. From from Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Vibes. I was like, oh, it's Sanjay! <laughs> and so, I, he's, uh, he's the brother of Anil Kapoor, who I love. Um, they look, I see that. They look so much alike that sometimes I've, I, I've often missed, like, looked at Sanjay and been like, is that Anil? No, it's like. It's like slightly kind off of brand. It's, it's like a before. different. That's mean. <laughs> but so yeah, Priya and her husband are out at the mall. And who is also at the mall? Uh, Rohit and Nana. Mm -hmm. And so Nana sees Priya. She recognizes her. And she just goes over to introduce herself. Priya says like, yeah, I'm here with my husband. And her husband is decidedly not Amon. Definitely not. <laughs> and then the sweet, sweet man says, yeah, Amon's the reason we met. He's such a good guy. I just can't believe he doesn't have much time. I'm, like, I'm glad you're there for him in his last days. Just like, they don't... he just comes out and says it. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess it's not, it's not totally bonkers to to assume that someone else who is a close friend of a mutual you know acquaintance <laughs> knows right their health stuff but like HIPAA's a thing HIPAA like don't just go spouting <laughs> your friend's diagnoses to other people yeah, your wife's patient but here we are and they didn't I don't think they even knew he was in the hospital which also yeah. like you're gonna have to tell them right. at some point. I mean, like, eventually you're not going to be there anymore. <laughs> like, don't you want to explain You're just this? gonna die. Right. <laughs> Horrible. But yeah, so Priya calls Amon to warn him that they know everything. Mm -hmm. And he leaves the hospital mm -hmm. and just runs down the middle of a busy New York street. What a choice. <laughs> so first he goes to Rohit's apartment. And Rohit accuses him of lying and, you know, like, you do love Nana. What game are you playing? Mm -hmm. This is so messed up. And Amon explains that in a month, he'll just be a memory, but Rohit is reality. And he wants them to be together because he wants the love to, to live on yeah. past his death. He really doesn't look good, like, drenched in sweat. Drenched in sweat. And I'm just like, Rohit, tell your friend Amon to sit down and have a drink of water. Like, look at this man. You <laughs> right? now know he's dying. And this is the yeah. state that he arrives at your door. <laughs> but he doesn't. Nope. And like, so Amon just continues running. <laughs> so yeah, Amon leaves Rohit's apartment, just sprints until he finds Nana's favorite spot by the river where she is just crying because that's where she went. Ugh. Yeah, they basically just hold each other mm -hmm. and cry. But now everyone knows, secret is out, the wedding celebration does continue, everyone kind of comes around to why Amon can't be with Nana. Again, 
poor Rohit. I like, know. at least before, he was like, okay, sucks that the woman I love doesn't love me, but it's unrequited love on her end. But to know that two of your friends truly do reciprocate their love. Mm-hmm. I find myself focusing on that and feeling really sad for Rohit, but also all of these little moments between Aman and Nana as they're like, they're trying to have an entire like love affair, an entire like life's worth of love together in just these tiny little moments. And it is so sad and so beautiful, but it does, the minute you start thinking about Rohit, it starts to kind of like detract from that a little bit. So yeah, I wrote, they marry and everyone is sad. Yep. (laughs) They are. Everyone's crying. But so then after the wedding, Aman is back in the hospital. Mm -hmm. I imagine it's been a little bit of time, maybe a couple of weeks, but everyone is there to say goodbye. After everyone kind of says goodbye, Aman is left with Rohit and Nana. Mm -hmm. Nana can't really handle being there with him. So she ends up leaving after saying her goodbye. Aman tells Rohit, that, you know, you got Nana in this lifetime, but in the next one, she'll be mine. Um, which I do think is really sweet because I, I don't know Amon's actual religion, mm-hmm. but Nana and Rohit did have a uh, Hindu wedding, which does have elements of reincarnation. Yeah. Because there's the seven lifetimes. Right. And a, a Christian could be saying that and meaning, you know, the the afterlife the That's our life true. together in heaven so like like titanic <laughs> yeah <laughs> like how rose has a husband for like decades and who's waiting for her when she dies not him <laughs> <laughs> i've never watched the end of titanic but i know what oh. happens <laughs> okay <laughs> anyway yes it's very sweet this goodbye with rohit and he, it's funny because Aman says, I'm tired. I'm going to go to sleep or wake me up before you leave. And he starts to close his eyes. And Rohit is like, come on. And Aman like rolls his eyes and he's like, it's, it's not yet. Okay? <laughs> I love that. And I like, I, I wrote down here, Aman is himself right to the end. You know, certainly there's some, some sadness underneath that, but he is himself. He is this like larger than life, joyful personality in the face of this right up until the end, which is amazing. And then, yeah, we see that the screen changes scenes. It goes to 20 years later and we see Nana talking about how Aman was her first love and he was the foundation of all of her relationships. And we see that she is talking to a grown up Gia Mm -hmm. and then Rohit, comes over and hugs Nana and we see that they have a daughter as well who calls to them and it seems like they had a wonderful life and I wrote that Aman was right about all of it. Now I did note that Nana doesn't say I love you back when Rohit says I love you at the Mm. end and I, I still it still seems like they have a beautiful life together but it did feel like a a distinct choice for her to not say that maybe I'm reading a little bit too much into it but I think yeah that feels very intentional everyone needs a lot of therapy yeah (laughs) and on that note I do want to say you know 20 years later is now (gasps) and I would love to see a movie about Gia you know like 27 28 year old (laughs) Gia like finding love out in the world and also, like, having gone through extensive therapy because of her being abused by her grandmother. Yes. I want to talk about moms a little bit Oh, here. yeah, please do. Because we've definitely, you know, we talked about Jennifer. She's this great emotional support for all of her children, including the ones who are not of her flesh. But also, Aman's mom is so strong for him. Like, her son her presumably we have no reason to think that he is not her only son yeah and he's dying when he's like 30 and she is so strong for him in every moment she is a rock for him always and that woman is incredible agreed and they have such a sweet relationship i do still love this movie makes me cry yep yeah do you want to talk about fun dance numbers <laughs> what a transition <laughs> let's talk about things that uh, that make us super happy about this movie would you like to go first oh sure so mahi ve 
Yep. <laughs> Love it. Love it so much for so many reasons. I think it's a really catchy tune. I love that it's right after Rohit's parents do like a song. And yeah. Guju. <laughs> yes. And Aman notes that, okay, well, that was like the Gujarati celebration. And here's the Punjabi one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it is a jam. And oh, boy, is it. <laughs> it's. There's so many good moments in it, but first, completely forgot that Ronnie Mukherjee shows up. Yep. And, and so, Kajal. And, well, yeah, I remembered Kajal. <laughs> <laughs> I love her so much, and I'm so excited that we are watching a movie with both her and Kajal next week. I agree. <laughs> Mahive, yeah, is just such a great song. Um it doesn't matter how many times I listen to it or watch the video, but it it always feels like the first time, like the excitement yes. of all of the moments. It feels like the first time I'm seeing it. And also, I mentioned this in our intro episode briefly, uh, but I do have a cat whose name is Shahrukh, obviously named after Shahrukh Khan. <laughs> and he, when Mahi Bay came on when I was watching the movie last night, he came over <laughs> Like, as if he knew, he was like, I kind of want to see what's going on here. And I was like, Shahrukh, buddy, like, look, this is your namesake and probably one of my favorite songs that he does. So that was to him. It's a good uh, mother son moment there. (laughs) That's that's great. Well, uh, it will not come as a surprise to you to hear that Pretty Woman is my choice. Mm -hmm. Again, no, because I knew you would pick Mahive. Yes. So I picked Pretty Woman. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so joyful and silly and great. But in particular, I want to talk about two of my favorite backup dancers in any Bollywood dance number we've ever watched. The woman who she's often like just right behind, like if you're looking at the screen right to the right of of Aman dancing, she's wearing fingerless gloves. She's got long brown hair. And she always has the biggest most delightful smile on her face like she is just radiating pure joy and I love this woman so much I want to know who she is where she is now I hope that she is well and then she a couple of times throughout the dance is dancing with a man with the spikiest hair I have ever seen um, is this the who's wearing guy? a camouflage tank top yeah, yeah. that just says spam yes the spam man <laughs> the spam man yes so uh even, you know, even just for the two of them, I, I love Pretty Woman. I love everything about it. But I also feel like um, It's the Time to Disco mm. deserves an honorable mention here. Yes. I was I was it's, crying laughing at certain moments. Like, it just is so funny and silly and sweet. It's really good. And I'm wondering how Rohit's pants didn't split. They're so tight. <laughs> I also just, I love... Cooch to Huahe. Can we add that to the Spotify playlist? <laughs> Listen, we write the rules. We are going to add all four of these songs <laughs> to the Spotify and YouTube playlists because we can. We're in Great. charge. <laughs> Love it. What did you learn about? This yeah. Week? Okay. I'm really excited about this because we 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 mentioned this a few times throughout the recap. A big element of the film is the fact that. Nana and her family and Aman are Punjabi and Rohit is Gujarati. Mm -hmm. And so I decided that I was going to do a little bit of research about what it means to be Punjabi slash what it means to be Gujarati. There's tension around the idea of Rohit, a Gujarati boy, marrying Nana, a Punjabi girl. And so I started my research with like, you know, was there ever the great Punjabi Gujarati war or something you know uh-huh. and there is nothing like that I the, the the tension and the animosity there seems to be less specifically like we don't like Punjabi girls and more you should be marrying a Gujarati girl okay. and you know and vice versa so more of the, like a it's, clan mindset exactly okay. mm-hmm. so these are two states in India there are 28 states in in the country of India and uh, Punjab is way up in the north. Like if you picture India is kind of shaped like a diamond, Punjab is like right up here in the very tip of the, the top tip of the diamond. Borders with Pakistan and within its borders, there are five rivers, all of which are tributar- tributaries of the Indus River. Oh. 
Gujarat is in the western corner of the diamond, also borders with Pakistan, and is on, along the Arabian Sea, and it actually has the longest coastline of any state in India. Okay. Close to one another geographically, and they would both be considered northern India, mm-hmm. um, but they are, you know, they're, they're separate corners of the, of the diamond here. Yeah. Um, now, because they're both bordering with Pakistan, and because I know just the tiniest little bit about partition um, and Punjab's relationship to, to partition, I decided to do a little bit of research with both of these states and partition. Mm-hmm. And partition here, in, in case anyone isn't familiar with this, um, this is when India was divided, Pakistan was divided from from India and became its own country. And there was a lot of turmoil around this, and particularly in Punjab. Punjab was, you know, a a larger state and then was divided in half into East and West Punjab. And West was a part of Pakistan and where the Muslims were going to live, and the East was going to be for the, the Hindu and Sikh populations. But there were a lot of each of those populations living in either half. Mm-hmm. So this led to mass migrations and also what was essentially genocide in in these places as people, you know, Muslims are fleeing to, to get into West Punjab and Hindus and Sikhs are fleeing to get into East Punjab. In the meantime, there there's killing of each group by each group happening. I also don't know much about partition, but it, it does seem like it is something that happened really quickly, really yes. suddenly as far as like the people living in these areas. So right. yeah, I'm assuming that they didn't really have time to plan. Um, That's my understanding okay. as well. And there are, you know, there are many films that we could watch that involve, like you know, people abandoning everything they had in order to flee. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, you know, just a really a, a terrible chapter in, in Punjab's history. Gujarat also had involvement in, in this. The Gujarati people were enthusiastic participants in the fight for Indian independence. Gandhi himself was Gujarati. And there are many other famous freedom fighters in India who uh, hail from, from Gujarat. But again, not the same widespread violence as there was in Punjab, but still there was mass migration of refugees, Muslims out and Hindus in when partition happened. So there are some similarities between the two, but mostly there are differences between Punjab and Gujarat. Um, They both are historically fairly prosperous states, but Punjab is more agricultural. Gujarat is more industrial. Gujarat is mostly Hindu. Okay. Punjab is mostly Sikh. And oh. is actually the only state in India where Sikhism is the majority religion over Hinduism. Gujarati and Punjabi are the official languages of each. So, you know, Gujarat, Gujarati, Punjab, Punjabi. Mm-hmm. Both of those languages, they have, you know, similar origins. They're both um, deriving from Sanskritic languages. Mm-hmm. They're written differently and they sound different. And so, you know, different religions, different languages, two totally different states. So in Kalhonaho, the Gujarati people are portrayed maybe a little offensively. You know, there may be some stereotypes that we're leading into here. And I read a handful of reviews where people were mildly offended by the portrayal of of Gujarati people in the film, but still overall seemed to really like it. And what was really funny to me was uh, I read a couple of reviews where people were like, yeah, didn't love the way that the Gujarati people were uh, were portrayed until we got to the Guju song. <laughs> oh, I mean, that was a great song. It was very great. And so I, uh, it, it seems like people really liked that tune, liked that jam. And I was interested, too. I was curious about Karan Johars, the writer of the film, yeah. um, like where he hails from. He was born in Mumbai, uh, which is in Maharashtra, which is its own state. Mm-hmm. Um, but he does have Punjabi roots. So he okay. is writing from the perspective of, of, of Punjabi people. Um, yeah. And that, well, was, that was what I learned this week. That was great. Thank you. I am yeah. horrible at geography <laughs> in my own country. And I'm happy that that is a very digestible tidbit of information to kind of start putting together the geography of India. Yeah. 
Great. Well, Bollywood Star Watch. Bollywood news. It's all very exciting. Just wanted to say that the trailer for Patan is coming, mm-hmm. or it came out, it was released. So Patan is a movie coming out January 25th, starring Shah Rukh Khan and mm-hmm. Apika Padukone. Very, very excited. In this trailer, it shows that they are on motorcycles in the snow, that they're <laughs> doing like gliders with engines. Really excited. It's also just like my preferred Shah Rukh look with mm-hmm. like, the long greasy-ish kind of hair and the yep. beard and the it's yeah. crazy to watch that trailer in the same week as watching Kalhona Ho. Uh-huh. Because there could not be two farther apart versions of this man. I mean on the spectrum of Shah Rukh Khan, <laughs> we've got Kalhono on one end yes. and we've got Pathan on the other. <laughs> Phenomenal. Um Last week's episode came out on Rithik's birthday. So I just wanted to mention all the love just Rithik is clearly such a well-loved presence in in Bollywood. So many people who we follow were wishing him a happy birthday and yeah. calling saying that he was their hero. But I particularly wanted to highlight um, Tiger Shroff's post, <gasps> yes, which I loved included it. <laughs> several scenes of of them filming war together. And he, you know, said something about Rithik. Uh, being, you know, him trying to emulate him dancing in talent shows and then getting to yeah. star in a film with him, um, which is adorable. And we are going to be watching War in just a couple of weeks, which is mm-hmm. very exciting. Um, I'm real excited. Yes. So I just wanted to mention that, you know, just a little bit more Rithic love because he deserves all of the love always. Um, I appreciate you bringing that up because as we'll discover when we talk about War, I love those two men. Yep. <laughs> And (laughs) we love to imagine what it would be like if they loved each other in ways that they might not actually, but But it's fun to pretend like maybe they might. (laughs) And then my last bit of news is actually not Bollywood news, but adjacent, I would say. I wanted to give a little bit of a shout out to RRR, which won a Golden Globe this week. Really? I missed that. RRR was nominated for Best Non-English Speaking Picture. I don't know what Mm -hmm. the actual title of Best International Film. Because I think they changed it. It used to be foreign film and everyone was like, Yeah, come on. (laughs) But so RRR was nominated for that. Didn't win that, but did win Best Song, which is really cool because that's, you know, not Best International Song. That's just Best Song Overall. That is awesome. I haven't seen RRR, but the song was Natu Natu. Yeah. Yeah, they're at a wedding, and it's fantastic. I was really excited to see that. Again, RRR is not a Bollywood movie, because Bollywood movies are in Hindi. Um, And even though, inexplicably, the only version on Netflix is the dubbed Hindi version of RRR, um, it is, in fact, a Tollywood movie or a Telugu language film. Right, which I think is really awesome. Mm -hmm. Being in the U.S., I think that people do tend to think of the the Mumbai-centered films what makes this so cool is that the uh, first movie to come out of that region that's been recognized on an American stage is a Telugu film. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be very interesting to talk about when we do watch it. Why this film? Why did this one blow up so much that people on the street are talking about it? Right. Who have never seen a film out of India. A movie out of South Asia. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I completely missed it. Yeah, absolutely. So shall we move on to our next film? Yeah, so very excited that our next movie that we'll be watching is Kuch Kuch Hotehe, uh, which means something happens. And what a, what a great title for a film, <laughs> just something happens. K-U-C-H-K-U-C-H-H-O-T-A-H-A-I. Yes. I wasn't even looking at that, I just you knew. You <laughs> did so well, good job. IMDb says that during their college years, Anjali was in love with her best friend, Rahul, but he had eyes only for Tina. Years later, Rahul and the now deceased Tina's eight-year-old daughter attempt to reunite her father and Anjali. Yeah. That That's... summarizes it pretty well. And for anyone who is maybe worried that mentioning <laughs> uh, Tina's demise was a spoiler, that literally happens in the first two minutes of the yeah, movie. Yeah, we, so. we find out. <laughs> like, the first half of the movie is like a flashback. Yeah. Netflix synopsis is, per her mother's last wish, a girl sets out to reunite her father with the college best friend who loved him, 
only to discover the woman is engaged. Mm. So we've got like a part one, part two situation happening here. I'm so excited to just see all these people. Shahrukh and Kajal are like, they were the power on screen couple of the 90s. And it's, I'm really excited that we're watching a movie with the two of them. I mean, their dynamic is unmatchable. It's great. You know, closely matched by by Rani Mukherjee, uh, yes. who is also just beautiful and wonderful and has like the most pleasant voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's good. It's like kind of husky, but yeah, nice. she should read books on tape. Oh, I would. Yes, please. <laughs> I think we call those audio books now. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're short range. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. Until next time, remember, Bollywood doesn't need us, but we need Bollywood. Scene. <laughs> and cut. <laughs>